1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
2: Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta.
1: I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since
2: 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never
0: compromise, drink responsibly. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a play-by-play announcer who loves to save money. And here at Progressive, it's discounts all day. The customer's a safe driver and nails over the discount. Signed up for paperless billing, and it's a discount from downtown. Insuring multiple vehicles and kablam, a like a fadeaway cross court, coast to coast, discount mania! <laughs> Ooh, should we go to commercial? Wait, this is a commercial. With all kinds of discounts, Progressive helps you save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, discounts not available in all states or situations.
1: Because he's doing it on Mondays, I thought maybe we could have him on the podcast a few times just to talk about his
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Uh, This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections... EFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. It has been too long. The international break was just upon us, and... Oh my goodness, what a gruesome break it was for Fantasy Premier League owners all across the world. Now, before we get into our daily dose, which we're going to be doing a DraftKings, the 25K uh, GPP, the Corner Kick, I believe is what it's called. Uh, we will also we'll also be going through all the games. I do want to get back to, to what I was saying before and bring in my co-host Andrew Laird at Rotowire Andrew on the Twitter Andrew, this this international break, good lord, people dropping like flies.
1: Yeah, and like really important players. Like we didn't. It's not like we saw a bunch of like no names guys. I mean, we have some of the best players in the Premier League that are not playing now because they got hurt playing internationally.
2: Yeah, and varying degrees of importance as well. I mean, uh, the likes of Sergio Aguero and uh, David Silva, David Silva, all the way down to the likes of Tim Krul, who's out for the season. Yep yikes yeah it gets ugly <laughs> yeah so uh that makes daily dose very difficult and uh difficult to project actually how the matchups are going to play out this week right
1: yeah because uh, you know sometimes you have people that'll slot right right into spots you know you figure Wilfred Boney will probably start for Sergio Aguero and uh, Rob Elliott's going to start for uh Tim Kroll but um, your favorite Bronislav Ivanovic is out and that's gonna bring in a lot of questions about how Jose Mourinho is gonna try to fill that spot. He kind of intimated today that he's got a number of options that he can use and obviously didn't tip his hand at all. So that just leaves us with more questions heading into tomorrow.
2: Yeah. And you know, let, let's get right into tomorrow. Let's go to let's go through our whip around of the league here. Uh another interesting story, the broad was fired. Uh, he was replaced by Jurgen Klopp who you know if i was being you know honest you know over the, the last two weeks i was kind of hoping that chelsea would make that move but they did not Stop. they were never going to make that move i know they were never going to but you know if, in the deep dark corners of your mind you have to think about what's going to happen mm. and you know who know yeah, anyway i think Jurgen Klopp's going to be a great manager and i think he has he think he has players already that can implement his high tempo style for sure Um, You know, going up against Spurs, who also have a manager who implements a similar high-tempo style. So, uh, you know, I think there should be plenty of goals here.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, The Liverpool is going to be without um, Ben Teke again because he's got that hamstring. Danny Ings, who technically got hurt over the international break, but he was training with the club. Yeah, torn ACL, he's done for the year, which is really a big hit because he had been playing really well. The interesting thing is that Klopp, mostly just used a single striker when he was at Dortmund and they had, you know, before Ings's injury, you know, they had the three that they were likely to kind of rotate in and out. And now obviously Sturge is the only one that's healthy. There are some rumors going around today that he might be hurt also, but nobody's been able to, to confirm that other than to say that he's expected to play tomorrow. So he's obviously, I think the the one that they'll go with for now. It, who knows what'll happen when Ben Teke comes back if if they try to play both of them. I can't imagine that you know, he sits one of them, but I mean, it's his team now, so who knows what he's going to do. And then Roberto Firmino's still out. Uh, a lot of people are saying that Klopp is going to try to build this team around Firmino, and it seems like the only reason people say that is because they're both coming from the Bundesliga. I don't think there's any really <laughs> any connection other than that, but you know, theoretically he's, he's familiar with them, but, uh, yeah. well, well, what, still you, out, so.
2: what you've seen from Klopp in the past though, is if, you know, because he's had multiple good strikers on his teams before. So, you know, the likes of Shiro Immobile, Pierre Emmerich, Obama, Yang, and, uh, mm-hmm. Robert Lewandowski, if you want to go back that far, yeah. uh, you know, he's, I mean, he, he's, he's been able to keep a bunch of strikers happy is the point that I'm trying to make. Yeah. Immobile and, wasn't
1: and, that great. They had, uh, and, Adrian Ramos too, that, I don't know. Aubameyang is the one who really got most of the playing time there.
2: Uh, yeah, but he also Yang also got to play on the wing too, mm-hmm. and that's something where you look at a guy like Daniel Sturridge, and you may say you may see him lined up on the wing now.
1: Right. Well, I think that's ben- that's ben- going to be ben- the change. Is that uh, there's no way Teke gets sent out on the wing, so it's going to be Sturridge, and uh, I'm not sure. You know, when they had Suarez, there there wasn't really a guy. You know, it's not like Sturridge was pushed out to the wing in that situation, but. You know, obviously, Benteke is not Suarez, but uh, they just don't. I don't know. They, I mean, they haven't played together. Have they played together at all yet? Sturge and Benteke, maybe no, once or they, twice. They,
2: no, both of them have been broken yeah. at the. You know, maybe they're the same person. You never see them on the pitch the same.
1: Maybe, <laughs> yeah. The uh, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do. But uh, a lot of people are talking about how it's a perfect setup for uh, Philippe Coutinho, just because of this high pressing style and he's never shy for trying to move up in the attack and take shots. So maybe he's the one that benefits the most
2: by, uh, my Taga team. will thank him for that. If that <laughs> if ha- actually happens, happens. Yes. but, uh, on the Spurs side, they've had, they've hit a decent vein of form. So, uh, it, it, you know, do you see Spurs really, you know, repelling this Liverpool team at all even under new management, or is this just going to be a game where the score could be zero zero, it could be five, five, you know are you stay would you stay away from this game or would you try to attack this game from a certain side i
1: don't have as much confidence in the spurs side i actually think defensively liverpool sets up much better than than spurs uh, just because i mean i've never really been a big fan of of any of the spurs defenders but they've got some injuries in the defensive midfield which never helps particularly when those guys are the ones who are you know that should be tracking somebody like Coutinho or Adam Alana or James Milner so they don't have the setup there that that you like to see Liverpool's obviously without Firmino and and Jordan Henderson but you know Lucas is a a very good defensive midfielder who will probably play and I think their defenders are better Joe Gomez will note he also suffered a torn ACL he's out for the year although he had already lost his spot to Alberto Moreno so you know they're I, I'm more on the Liverpool side of this one, uh, particularly with how Harry Kane has struggled this year. Christian Erickson's starting to to do a little bit more, although it's still very set piece based so uh, I think if you if you ran down the list of guys that you would target in this game, I think you'd probably go you know probably three Liverpool players before you hit Kane or Erickson. It's certain. I don't think it's scoreless, so I would. I'm staying away yeah, from the defenders.
2: I, I would. I would target Kane more than you, I guess. Uh, I. I, I, would, I would put Kane right by Coutinho.
1: And you would. I would put Sturridge ahead of both of them.
2: Yeah. So I guess like you so, know second or third. So third, right? yeah. yeah. Second or third. So I mean, I would put him like you know two and two A. Like I, I would value them the same. Okay. But considering that Coutinho is a midfielder, he may have some extra value.
1: Yeah. Certainly, in well, I guess you're not going to get the clean sheet anyway. I was going to say in fantasy Premier League, you'll get that, but yeah,
2: yeah. well, there's no, yeah, there's no, yeah, I don't see much clean sheet potential here. So, you know, you know, Minule is a sneaky good goaltender to me. Yeah. It's, I just don't see it here, especially at Spurs.
1: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm probably just going to keep fading Harry Kane for the rest of the season and take the lumps when he does score, but I just, I'm fully convinced that there are going to be many more times where he doesn't score than when he does, and I'll try to just pick up the goals elsewhere.
2: Well, as long as the offside rule doesn't apply to him, it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, so let's get to the let's get to two lower table teams here. Uh, Aston Villa on the road against uh, 16th place Chelsea, mm. just where you thought they'd be at this time of the year. That's right. Uh, so in the past, uh, the highest that Chelsea can finish is 5th. That's the best finish that someone has had given the start that they've had eight points through eight games.
1: Okay. So that's not so good.
2: Yeah. Europe is definitely hanging in the balance as far as champions league is concerned. Uh, and Europa is that poison chalice that you just don't want. And do you think they'd turn it down? Can they do that? No, they can't. No, they still like money, but Chelsea, uh, uh, you were talking about it in the open, uh, Jose Mourinho had some less than clear comments in his press <laughs> conference.
1: Yeah, Friday press conference essentially said that they, you know, obviously Bronislav Ivanovich is out, and he said that they have four solutions to it. Uh, as Pili Quetta was the first, as we you've railed for months or years even, that he should just start at that right side since he's naturally a right back. He said that they could use Kurt Zuma or Ramirez That's... there.
2: Yes, yes, the last one.
1: And the Well, that's not the last one. The last uh, one is Ola Aina, who's an 18-year-old who has never played in a Premier League match, though starting home against Aston Villa might not be such a bad debut opportunity. But, yeah, so he's either going to use a center back or he's going to use a defensive midfielder. Um, or or he, right or, or he uses yeah, an actual Bob, right back, yeah.
2: You'd, I, I would be stunned if it's not as Pila on the right and Baba Rockman on the left.
1: That's exactly what... I was thinking as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, that, I would be stunned. I would be pleasantly surprised if it was Ramirez at right back and Baba Rockman on the left to actually inject some pace into yeah. this
1: team. That He's not going to drop as Piliqueta, but he did say that Ruben Loftus cheek will start that he's apparently fantasy- developed enough yeah. that he will start. He's fantasy- for, fantasy
2: for fantasy purposes. That's not news. Unfortunately, uh, in, well, it I guess may, it, it may free up the likes of, you know, Seth Fabregas.
1: Well, I was going to say, who sits then? Matic? Can you he, he play a defense, a theoretically? Matic, a de-
2: Matic was scapegoated last time he even came on, so I'm assuming he's not going to play. Right. You know, he was put brought on as a substitute and then taken off, you know, within 10 minutes. 10 minutes, yeah. And it's, that was really bad. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that, I, I think that shows, I think he's trying to make a point. That hey, it's not my fault. it's his fault, which is kind of dumb. Yeah. But it's it, it's you know it, you know for for Premier League for, for fantasy Premier League purposes, I want to stick to that. You know Diego Costa returns. Yes. Uh, which will help, but he hasn't been great. No. You know by, by any by any stretch of the imagination, And Hazard looks tired. Yep. Uh, he scored for Belgium, which is nice.
1: The only player that looks good is Willian.
2: Yeah. Who looks and, great. And he always gets substituted. Yeah. Yep. Which is stunning. It's absolutely stunning how many times he gets substituted for no reason.
1: And it's for guys like John, John Obi O'B Mikel. <laughs> so, Ch- so you Chelsea, think what Chelsea sits.
2: never do is they never go for the two-goal lead.
1: No, oh god, heavens <laughs> no. Never. So the the what I'm seeing now and is Ruben Loftus-Cheek essentially playing the Matic role, right, as this defensive midfielder.
2: Yeah, hopefully doing a 4-1-4-1. 4-1 when they're attacking
1: right Uh, so that leaves probably uh, Rachman and his Piliqueta out wide so which of the three center backs which of the two or which of the three center backs get the two spots
2: I'll I'll, I'll answer your question with a question because we're you know this is a fantasy Premier League show does it matter for clean sheet purposes do you think that Chelsea will get a clean sheet Given the the fact that they've conceded but so they many goals, that they season.
1: haven't yet. Yeah, um, that's a fair question. Um, I don't know. That's a good point.
2: Uh, a good because point. when you look at when you look at Chelsea, they've given up seventeen goals. I mean, only Sunderland have given up more. Yeah, and they're on par with Newcastle for goals conceded.
1: But that's not you, good company. You have put the blame for a good number of goals on Bronislav Slavivanovich, who was not playing. So does as on the right and Rockman on the left or as on the right and Ramirez or on the left and Ramirez on the right solve that problem. I'm not talking about,
2: you know, do they run you know, the table it, here? It, it's, it's do they it, shut it, out? Aston I, I also Villa? think, I also think it depends on who plays for Aston Villa to be fair. You know, like it, bon it, is out. I, that I knew, which yeah. is, which helps yes. in my opinion. Uh, which puts Gestet up front. Yeah, that's correct. Someone that you know, that means John Terry's coming in to deal with the physicality.
1: You don't think Zuma would do that? I I mean, Zuma's much bigger than Terry, isn't he?
2: You can put Zuma next to Terry. Yeah, so Cahill's the odd man out. I I think so, but I'm not positive. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think that Ramirez should play uh, with Loftus-Cheek in that holding midfield role. And then oh. take Oscar out for Fabregas if you are so inclined to even play Fabregas. I, think I was going to say I
1: think Fabregas should be dropped.
2: I think he's been terrible yeah. in this season. So for fantasy Premier League purposes, you know, I would like to see an attacking midfield of Hazard on the left, Oscar in the middle, and Willian on the right for the, to feed uh, to feed Diego Costa, and then put Ramirez in Loftus Cheek, and then you can do the Rockman on the left and Laqueta on the right.
1: So Pedro's out too?
2: After his first game, what has he done? What has any of them done?
1: Uh, (laughs) Why should anybody keep it? Willian's
2: the one who's been showing that he's the best player on the team. Yes. Yes. So I think Pedro injects a nice, you know, a nice look off the bench. Uh, Yeah. Or you could put William in the middle and Pedro on the right. Yeah. I think, I think they, if they have
1: William in the middle, I think William in the middle and Pedro out wide is better than Oscar in the middle and, Willy on out wide. That makes sense.
2: It's yeah. six you know, six to one, half dozen to another. I, oh, I okay. think that I think that either one of those two formations would yield similar results. Okay. So it's just a matter of you have to pay attention to who's gonna be in that starting lineup and you know, keeping it fantasy Premier League, it's just you know, which option do you feel comfortable with even from Chelsea? Would you so would you feel comfortable starting any Chelsea option, even though it's home to Aston Villa?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I would. I, I would be I, fine I, starting Diego Costa I would—Willian, I, I, would, I think, is an, a must-play as the best player on this team against one of the worst defensive—two terrible defensive sides. But Aston Villa is hardly a defensive stalwart, and so I like Willian, even though all of his goals are—even though he's scoring Christian Eriksen and Gilfie Sigurdsson goals.
2: Yeah, well, he, He's doing more than that. I mean, he does get dribbles, and he does cross the ball. Yes, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But when he gets a, when he gets a full 90, he'll cross— well, full
1: nineties. We just that doesn't happen.
2: <laughs> you know, maybe these changes that uh, Jose Mourinho needs to be making uh, for the past two years, maybe they're going to start now, and maybe he'll get his full ninety minutes. But let's uh, spin it to Aston Villa. Um, any? Do you feel any comfort with Gested? <sighs> maybe a Scott Sinclair.
1: No, Gested. I think is the only one I'd really consider. Oh, well I I'd, I'd take that back. I take that back. Grealish I would consider as well, but I. I would try to find replacements
2: elsewhere. Yeah, you would. Yeah, your your first choice is not going to be Aston Villa. People it's not going to be in this
1: game. Yes, All or right. at
2: least not on that side of the game. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the so the next game here uh, in the ten o'clock slate is one that I will likely be watching at least. You know, having picture in picture because uh, there is some decent ten o'clock games mm-hmm. here. Uh, Crystal Palace at home, where it is going to be rocking against a West Ham team that doesn't mind to be on the road. No, prefers so. it almost okay yeah, you know, the, those bubbles travel apparently. But it's another—it's a London Derby here, so anything can happen. I—I I, I have a feeling that this will be one-one, but uh, I don't see a ton of goals here.
1: I'm struggling to see them from Palace's side because they—they they don't seem to know how to play without a striker, and they've been using Dwight Gale uh, because.
2: Well, they have the striker; they're just not using them.
1: Right, and. Uh on the subject of Patrick Bamford, uh, Alan Pardew said this morning that he may send him back in January that, or not so much send him back as he will be, (laughs) he'll be recalled. I think Chelsea's obviously much more interested in having him back, which is really just having him back to send him somewhere else. But what a waste of time.
2: He'd be amenable to sending him back.
1: I guess so. And I think it was more that he would understand if Chelsea took him back. And yeah, I mean, anybody has to understand that because what's he doing there?
2: Yeah. Parju P- Parju comes out like a bandit. He takes a, he takes a talented youngster for six months, waste him on the bench. Yeah. And in the meantime, beats Chelsea in those six months. Yeah. So fantastic news for Alan Pardew. But on the West Ham side here, you know, pie, Sacco, Moses, any, uh, would you consider doing any of the defensive options? Would you go Jenkinson or Cresswell or Adrian?
1: I thought of it, but, Cresswell well, um, Creswell's got a little knock. I think he's going to still play, but he hasn't been that great. Particularly in DraftKings, they're not crossing as much as as they did last year. Uh, Big Sam obviously had a much different um, way to awesome. play, yeah. So it's not as fantasy friendly with those guys because you're not getting you're, you're essentially depending on clean, them going to Selhurst Park and shutting out Crystal Palace, which you know it's kind of a tall task even with the way that Palace has been playing so i'll probably i'll probably move away uh, Jenkinson has been really cheap in Mondo goal but he's expensive in draftkings so you're kind of paying up for not a lot of points and a iffy clean sheet opportunity yeah but i like the offensive ones Payette, definitely Moses absolutely there's talk now that enter Valencia might be available he's not going to start right away but now they have Valencia Carroll's been on the bench for a while so they got some some options they're the anti Crystal
2: Palace. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, uh, but in this game, you know, we, you know, three goals over under.
1: Hmm. <laughs> I think that. I think that's the number. I think three is the number. I think it's two one. I think Palace wins it. I think it's less. I think it's under. I'm not I think sure it's... where the where the goals yeah. come from is the problem.
2: Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's one one, and you know, you got. To th- I actually think Sacco is a decent a Decent tip for this game
1: if he starts, he hasn't been is the problem. Oh, yeah. wait, Diafra or Bakari?
2: No, uh, Diafra. Oh, okay, yep. oh, yeah, yeah, I like right. that. That's right, there's two Sakos in this yes. game, yes, spelled yeah. differently, but yes, uh, the one with the H, the silent H, gotcha. the silent killer, right? But no, Diafra Sacco is the one that I think would be, you know, a decent tip for this game, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he's kind of priced below that upper tier of forwards, but can still, yeah, um, and,
2: it, and, so. and I'm not afraid of West Ham on the road,
1: exactly, yeah. I think they're one one of those teams that yeah. you really shouldn't think twice. Just I, I really.
2: think this game will be a little ugly, but I think it'll be entertaining nonetheless. We we'll okay. just want to watch it. Yeah. All right, but the game. Uh, this is the Wayne Rooney derby. His old team, Everton, at home at Goodison against Manchester United. Uh, is Wayne Rooney even relevant anymore? Actually, should I? I know. I know. I led with Wayne Rooney, but it's <laughs> been a thing anymore.
1: I don't know how you justify paying more for Rooney than you would Anthony Martial. So if you if you think that man U will score from their forward positions, I would take Martial over Rooney. And you know Rooney's got the name recognition to get that price up, but I actually I'm going to pass on both of them this week. But yeah, and I, I I'm staying away from Rooney.
2: Yeah, uh, you know Schweinsteiger is set to return or at least fit to return. Yeah. Um, does that make a difference in terms of, you know, that solid holding midfield that will enable the forwards and the wingers to move forward?
1: I'm not sure Schweinsteiger was the... I mean, I was perfectly content with Carrick and Schneiderlin. The three of them, I mean, that's like such an ideal situation that Louis van Hall's built there because the three of them are very good and he's got two guys that basically need to be rotated and Schneiderlin can just play all the time. But, yeah, I mean, it opens them up, but it's still, you know... It's amazing how many goals we expected out of Manchester United and just hasn't come. But Mm. I like, I think Rooney. I mean Rooney. I think Mata is is really the highest upside play of all of them. Memphis Depay has been good with the peripheral stats, but I think Mata would be the one that's involved in any goal.
2: Yeah, for me, the actually the the player with the largest upside potentially in the Premier League. To be honest, you just never know what you're going to get from him. Is Ross Barkley? Maybe. Because there are moments and there are games where he can just absolutely dominate yeah. and just be the best player that you've seen by a large margin.
1: He does it with England all the time,
2: exactly. And so does Harry Kane, by the way. Um,
1: <laughs> not not to Barkley's
2: no, level. not to Barkley's level. That's correct. However, when you when you have a player and a talent like Ross Barkley, he's he's like a like an unstable nuclear reactor. You just never know when that. <laughs> When that explosion is going to happen and you try to predict it and you try to, you know, you try to make your plans, but it just never works out the way that you planned. And this is a this is a big spotlight for him. And is this a game where you would consider using Ross Barkley? Because, you know, he's the perfect player for like a tournament style on DraftKings. Not a ton of people are going to take him, especially in this matchup but he could score a ton of points. Yeah, his
1: last game, uh, the the Merseyside derby just before the international break, he had 14 points on DraftKings and didn't score or get an assist. Three shots, seven crosses, and five fouls drawn. I mean, that's like the kind of player that he has. So, you know, a goal there makes it a 24-point day, which is a huge score for a guy, you know, in the 8,000 range. So um, that's an interesting call because uh, you're looking at him in that range of, Yaya Torre, he's cheaper than Mesut Ozil.
2: And just in general, his ownership percentage is not going to be high. Not in this matchup.
1: I think it helps that it's on the that they're at home, though.
2: I, yeah, but again, but, but yeah, I, agree I know you. that helps, but it's still Manchester United. Yep. And it's still David De Gea. And it's still, uh, you know, a, a team that a lot of people will perceive as better than Everton. Yeah. That's and fair. especially with Manchester United's defensive record this year. Um, yeah, you could you could make. I mean, it's going to be hard to make the case for any Everton player. I mean, people are going to look to Lukaku before they would look to uh, Ross Barkley. Barkley, correct? Yeah, maybe. maybe. And which actually, would you look to Romulo Lukaku this week because he's a name that's going to be on everyone's mind as well?
1: He's really expensive, and I think this week, um, with Aguero out and a lot of the upper price guys, with I think there are better matchups than than that. Mm. So
2: I'm, I'll
1: probably stay away from Lukaku. Gotcha.
2: Well, I'm probably, I'm definitely looking at Ross Barkley. If I, you know, especially in a tournament style, if you're in a 50-50, probably not.
1: They've got um, Manchester United this weekend. and I think it's is it uh, Arsenal next weekend. Yeah, they they have a they
2: have a tough string of games coming. They
1: well, they have two tough ones, and then I think it gets much easier. Um, So for the you know like the season long one, it's tough to to take them now. But uh, yeah, so they have home against United. They're at Arsenal. Then they're uh, Sunderland. Home against Sunderland at West Ham, which West Ham is basically better at, on the road. You know, home against Aston Villa at Burnmouth, home against Palace at Norwich, home against Leicester at Newcastle, and home against Stoke. That's what they have basically for the rest of the year. I mean, that those are all fairly easy fixtures for a guy like Romelu Lukaku or
2: Ross Barkley. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely an option to keep in mind. That's yeah. for sure. All right, but let's go on. Uh, this is probably the most lopsided matchup of the weekend. Manchester City at home against Burnmouth, but mm-hmm. Manchester City, of course, without Sergio Aguero. Burnmouth, you know, continues and will be for the rest of the year without Callum Wilson. So a lot of firepower missing. David Silva, they're hoping that he's not out for two weeks, but he's going to be out for this game though, right?
1: Yeah, definitely out for this one. And next week's the Manchester Derby. So it sounds like he's kind of a long shot for that one also. The biggest one, I think... Well, maybe not the biggest one. Another big one is Alexander Kolorov is out. He uh, picked up a hamstring injury playing for Serbia. And Gael Klici, who is the other their other left back, is also out with an ankle injury. And so it sounds like they're going to try to go with Zabaleta and uh, Bakari Sanya, both of which have... It was a <laughs> classic, like, well, they've both played on the left side before. So... Uh, you know, maybe there's a little weakness on that side for a guy who's obviously playing out of position.
2: Yeah. Uh, but you but know, I'm saying
1: That being said, I'm not taking Glenn Murray or Matt Ritchie.
2: Yeah. I and mean, for me, I, mean, I ranked a, a Manchester City player number one at every position in the rankings. Mm-hmm. And was I alone in that thinking? Probably not. I think... Yeah. But in general, they, Manchester City players were going to be in the top three. I mean, De Bruyne yeah. has got to be probably one of the one of the top players of the weekend.
1: Yeah, okay. oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because they'll you know, th- he's actually shown that he's been pretty good on the wing or the, or in the number 10 role, but uh, my guess is he plays in that number 10 and that they don't move Yaya Toure uh to that role and push De Bruyne out to the wing, but yeah, he he's priced at $8,000 on DraftKings and you can make the argument that he should be the highest priced midfielder. Yeah. Yeah,
2: foreshadowing <laughs> uh, but well, we'll get to our daily dose, though, when we run through the rest of the game. So, I mean, you got to love your Manchester City options. You got to not like your Bournemouth options. Would you start Joe Hart?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, you'll pay for him. but yeah, I think you would absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think pretty sure they're the biggest favorite of the day. So, yeah, they've got to be. Yep.
2: All right. So, uh, you know, Boney as well. Let's talk about him a little bit yep. just before we move on. Uh, comfort level with Boney, considering he hasn't played much? I think it helps that we
1: know that Aguero is going to be out for at least a month. I think every other time that he's gotten any sort of playing time, regular playing time with Man City, it was Aguero could come back at any minute. And so he just didn't have the the ability to get comfortable in the role because he thought, you know, he could sit at at any point. So I think it it helps that he has, you know, the knowledge that he's going to be able to play. They don't really have anybody else that that they would start there over him. And so this is a perfect matchup to start with, you know? So yeah, I I would definitely play him. Certainly, you know, he's very cheap on on DraftKings. And they I think for the season long, you could look at him because uh, I believe it's seven matches in total that Aguero is going to miss at a minimum. Uh, Two of them were, uh, I think only four of them were Premier League matches, but that's a a very good run for Boney. And if he plays well, you'll be able to, to cash in when his price goes up.
2: Yeah, absolutely, definitely, definitely worth a pickup. But let's move on now to another game that I think is going to be extraordinarily interesting. Uh, Southampton at home against high-flying Leicester with mm-hmm. Jamie Vardy, the top scorer in the Premier League, as we all thought would happen. Exactly. Uh, you know So Jamie Vardy, Riyad Mahrez, uh, you know, against a Southampton team that have looked good. Um, I mean, so midfielders wise, you know, Sadio Mane, if he's considered a midfielder, I know he's a forward on DraftKings. Or, actually, no, I'll do it by the forwards first. So, Mane, who's a forward on DraftKings, or Jamie Vardy? Vardy. If Mane is a midfielder, Mane or Riyad Mahrez? Mahrez. So, you love Leicester in this game?
1: You didn't ask about the guy that I love the most in this game.
2: Graziano Pele? Graziano Pele. Graziano Pele or Jamie Vardy?
1: Pele. I think Pele is the, the, the best play in this game. But please explain why. Well, I just think he, I mean he. I think the the offensive the 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 attack revolves around him. I mean, Mane is going to be the one to try to make the space to get Pele the ball in the box. They've got Bertrand back, so they're, they they're able to have Bertrand and Cedric send in crosses to to Pele. He's you know obviously one of the biggest players in the Premier League in the box, and so I think he's the the clear upside play there. I'll also note that Jordy Classy, who is supposed to replace Morgan Schneiderlin but has been hurt all year, is back. And so I think a lot of the Southampton defensive issues this year have been because that defensive midfield has been so weak. And if Classy can even be
2: 75%
1: of what Schneiderlin was last year, I think that helps immensely.
2: He can also pick a pass. Yep. Jordy Classy. Yep. So, uh, you know, something to keep in mind for sure. Would you start either uh, any defensive options like a Ryan Bertrand or anyone like that? I would you,
1: yeah, I'd I'd struggle to to make a case for that particular just because I think there are goals on both sides of this one. Mm-hmm. You know, Cedric obviously has been sending in uh, plenty of crosses this season, although it's tailed off a little bit. And Bertrand basically hasn't been uh, of late. You know, he obviously just he came just back, back. Yeah. but he's not sending in nearly as many as he did last year when he was playing opposite um, Nathaniel, um, Klein. Nathaniel Klein. Yeah, so I don't know. I I'll probably stay away from that one, and I've never really tried to focus on any of the uh the Leicester defenders
2: yeah yeah it's a uh, there's definitely there should be goals there but there should know, be yeah depending on the price though uh, but we'll move on this game will be very uninteresting and if it's more than 1-0 I'll be stunned it's West Brom at home against Sunderland <laughs> and uh, I would be stunned if that goal didn't come from Jermaine Defoe. <laughs>
1: um yeah, he's been a little banged up though. I'm not sure he's Is he be uh, he might be. Oh no, it's Jermaine Lens that's out. Yeah, yeah. Lens is out. Lens is out. So he's, I mean, he's been one of their best players. So that's a decent void to fill. Uh, Barahino and Rondon are both iffy. Um, Barahino is more iffy than Rondon. Rondon was just away for international duty. So, you know, it's more just a fitness thing with him. So I'm guessing he plays. But Barahino's fifty fifty, and if he doesn't play, uh, yeah, I think you could. I think you're right. One nothing is probably
2: the highest this goes. Yeah. Uh, which means he, it'll and, be 6-4. And you know, Pulis is just going to pack it in. because yep. he senses a point here. Yep. Uh, anyway, I don't want to get too much into it. I don't think there's too much fantasy upside and you know, just pick the cheapest West Brown defender or you know, if you want to go crazy, you can try to do a Patrick van Aanholt and see if he slaps out of it or if DeAndre Yedlin. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. would you would you consider DeAndre Yedlin for Sunderland on the road against Tony Pulis? Absolutely interesting (laughs) very interesting that might be the most interesting part of this game all right but let's move on it would be if he plays exactly uh uh, another lopsided matchup Watford at home against Arsenal Arsenal Mm got to be feeling good about how they've been playing um you know Theo Walcott looks good uh basically anyone you put on the pitch for Arsenal Attacking wise is starting to you know it's starting to come to fruition. So uh, Alexi Sanchez is looking good. Sandy Cazorla is chipping in with assists and crosses. And uh, Mezadozal finally came out of his shell for a game. Uh, does he retreat back into that shell? Hope not.
1: No, I think he's good. Yeah, I think they're all excellent plays. Alexis apparently had a bit of a hip issue before the international break, and then he played like a thousand minutes for Chile. So there's a little concern that he might not be completely fit, which may Allow Olivier Giroud to start, and they push Walcott out wide, which would be absolutely horrible. But it's possible. It's possible. My hope is that Walcott keeps starting up top, and if Sanchez has to sit, that they put Oxley Chamberlain in.
2: Mm. Yeah, that would be the fantasy friendly option, yeah. that's for sure.
1: The team just looks so much better with Walcott up front than it does with Giroud. They they obviously are kind of different players, and but Arsenal is made to feed a guy like Walcott with his speed as opposed to trying to find Giroud 3 feet from the from the end line to try to score from there.
2: Yeah, well, you know, well, I think I think they'll pass the ball in the net at least a couple times.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> that mezudozo goal was 100% a pass to the bo- yeah, to the I, back of the net.
2: I'm I'm totally aware. That's how Chelsea score all their goals. So He's uh, just crossing. It goes happens to go in the net.
0: Happens, All right. Yeah. So
2: on the Watford side, Odiani Gallo has been a, a nice budget option. And Jarelio Gomez has been a fantastic goalkeeper. But would you start either one of them in this matchup?
1: No, I'm staying away from both. I just... you'll
2: Arsenal's playing too well.
1: Yeah. That, that's exactly what it is. I think they're playing too well. Even though Watford's at home, they've been decent defensively this season. Obviously with, with Gomez, who's... Um, I think we talked re- recently that he was the highest he was the top value um in the fantasy premier league game meaning points scored divided by price because he's i think he was at four and a half if not four uh, but yeah arsenal with the way they're playing even after the international break it's kind of like the break came at the worst time for them because they were playing so well but um yeah i'm staying away from them
2: yeah Arsene wenger hinting that he could retire after his current contract
1: yeah which retired. is Which is such a classic thing to say after the guy who was supposed to take over for him just took over at Liverpool. Ugh.
2: Ugh. Another game that should be massively uninteresting and starting the Sunday-Monday slate, which if you're going to play (laughs) these games... You're more hardcore than me. (laughs) Uh, Newcastle is at home against Norwich. Uh, Is there another team that is more irresponsible with their starting 11 than Norwich when they don't start Nathan Redmond?
1: Redmond? Uh, Uh, I don't, I don't understand what the reason is. I really just don't get it. This slate is so incredibly ugly. And what's funny about it is that you have for DraftKings, you have to have a player from three teams. So I guess, uh, who's your, th- you know, you're obviously going to go heavy on the Swansea, the Swansea game. Uh, well,
2: we'll get, we'll get, so. we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get that in a minute. But, uh, you know, from the Newcastle Norwich side, like, you know, you want to talk about both games just as one lot because, you know, Swansea Stoke, I think there's some interest in that game too, but let's talk about this all as one lot. Cause you know, it's a Sunday, sun Saturday, Sunday lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, or sorry, Sunday, Monday lot. So let's just talk about all four teams here. We got Newcastle, Norwich, Swansea and Stoke. So yeah, yeah as you said, you know, going, you know, going heavy on the Swansea side. You know, Gomi, uh, Andre Ayew. You've got uh, maybe Kyle Naughton at defense, Fabianski mm-hmm. potentially. Uh, yeah. But Stoke Montero. has some good attacking Yeah, Montero. But Stoke has some good attacking options as well. They do, but it's
1: kind of one of those that we keep saying they're all kind of equal, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean like they're equally great. But they're all just equal, and so the day that you go with Arnautovic, Walters will score. Or the day when when you take Boy on, it's going to be Affulai. Or if you go crazy and go after, if you go, it. Mom,
2: if you go Mama Jufe, it'll be uh, Peter Crouch. Right.
1: Jufe yeah, Juve is away on compassionate leave, but um, yeah, there Shakiri is apparently fitted after he picked up a bit of a hamstring injury on international duty, but he's been a. Not that – I think I think the expectations were a bit high for him fantasy-wise. And the fact that he has no goals and I think he has one assist, which he got, I believe, in the first game. He did. Um, that's exactly kind of what I thought might happen with him, that this team – I don't know. He, we, don't, we knew nothing about this guy because he essentially played as a reserve player for two great teams, although Inter wasn't that great. But – Two teams that everybody knows about, but he never really played that much. And now he's playing as, you know, trying to be one of the best players on this team as opposed to the sixth best. And I think he's getting exposed a little bit. I don't know if it's because he's also playing for Stoke as opposed to, you know, would he fit in better at Chelsea or Man City? I don't know. But Mm. the problem I have with this team is that you're relying on on one guy when there are four or five
2: others that could do the same thing. Yeah, they have a lot of they have a lot of square pegs to put in one square hole.
1: Right, right. I think uh, if you're, I think if you're basically ranking flyers, I would probably put Boy on at the top because I think he can do yeah. a little more across the stat sheet. But you're, it's, that's it. It's a flyer. Would
2: you would you feel confident in starting a Lucas Fabianski? I might try to. Or- st- I might try
1: to stick to the other game, actually. Yeah, I, was just, I, was, so, I
2: was about to say it looks like the Monday game is more offensive, whereas the Sun uh, the the Sunday game may be more defensive. So, well, would I wouldn't
1: say, call it defensive as just lack of offense. <laughs>
2: you're fine, but either way, it could lead to some defensive yes. fantasy output. So, John Ruddy or Rob Elliott for really, you know, both are not going to cost you a ton. No. But uh, would you? I'm assuming you'd feel more comfortable with John Ruddy. I think so, yeah.
1: I don't—not that, you know, the drop from Kroll to Elliot was going to change my mind, but I don't know how you can go into any game and think, yeah, Newcastle's got this one, even home against Norwich. Right? Am I, am I wrong?
2: Do, do, am I too I, low
1: on on Newcastle?
2: Uh, I, I, I don't agree, but I can't say that it's crazy. You know, it's a it's a fine thought. I just happen to not agree. Okay. So.
1: Uh, so who is it on Newcastle that you think?
2: I like Ozy your... Perez. Okay. You know. Enjoy. I, I will. I'll go, <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go down with the like, Perez like I did with Hall last season. Right. Fantastic. All right. Uh Just, 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 just absolute ugliness when it comes to the Sunday Monday slate. Yeah. So let's uh, let's I try wish they to pr- split let, this up a little.
1: Like I wish the teams were playing differently. Like I wish Stoke was playing Newcastle and Swansea was playing Norwich. That would make everything much easier.
2: Yes, it would. But let's pretty let's pretty it up with our uh, with our daily dose here with our DraftKings corner kick special.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so it, this is the 25k uh, GPP with 5k going to the guy who comes in first place. So nice. uh, yeah, you know it's it, it's a nice little it's a nice little bounty you have there. Mm-hmm. Now. And uh, let's start off here. Uh, let's see. Let's hear your goaltender and two defenders. Unless you have a third one in the flex, which I doubt. No, I don't.
1: Okay. Evans, no. uh, we were talking before the podcast about how cheap Herelio Gomez was at forty one hundred, and I thought that that one wasn't worth paying for because you'll get blasted. But I was willing to pay forty two hundred for costo Pantilemon, who is at West Brom, which I know sounds a little crazy, but I think. With Sam Allardyce there, he's going to try to figure out how to get them a little tighter defensively before they focus on the attack, just because he has always been much more of a defensive-minded manager. So I went with Pantilemon, and I paired him with Patrick Van Anholt, who I would happily um, replace for DeAndre Yedlin if Yedlin keeps that left-back spot, which doesn't really make a lot of sense that he would keep it, but he had it before. Big Sam might have... Might go back with Van Anholt, but I think we're going to see some more value coming out of the Sunderland uh, fullbacks just because Big Sam likes to play this defensive style with having his fullbacks send in crosses. So I did yeah, on but it. How are you
2: going to send in crosses to Jermaine Defoe? Well, luck, I think it, at,
1: finding it, him. It, it'll be, you know, Jermaine Lenz and Barini, I think, will be the ones that are the the targets. But, but thankfully, yeah, Lenz is out, though. Well, yes, but thankfully for. DraftKings, I don't need the crosses to be accurate; they just need to be sent in. So, yep, yep. Um, the
2: would, would it surprise you if Defoe, if, if it's Barini preferred to Defoe?
1: I think they, I think he'll play both of them. Interesting, yeah.
2: Interesting. So, All right, sorry, go
1: Because, ahead. well, I, I say that because he played, you know, Carroll and Sacco, or Carroll and Valencia, or Valencia and, and Sacco together. I think he's very comfortable with two forwards that play makes
2: that makes barini Bur- interesting doesn't it in a daily format
1: um if it, i guess I, I think this is going to be a scoreless game so i'm taking the kind of the cheapest options from it so that's that's yeah, how a 40,
2: i look at it. a 4700 striker that's going to be a, a striker in a sam alladay system that loves to cross balls in maybe something maybe it's something it's something, it's something. yes it, it, it's it, it, absolutely it
1: something to consider
2: yeah, especially if you're looking for a budget forward. All right. right. But right. Uh, my so we'll get to the forwards in a bit.
1: Well I had a, I, my other defender I have right now is twenty seven hundred Baba Rachman, who I think is gonna be
2: eighty yeah, percent
1: owned if he starts.
2: Exactly. So I did not I, I tried that two weeks ago and he didn't play. So <laughs> so I will hold off until he actually gets put in the lineup to actually input him into my lineup. Fair. But, uh, considering this is a tournament style though, I kind of went the route where I'm not going to thinking, I'm not going to think a lot of players are going to, uh, my team are going to be, well, some of them maybe, but not a lot of them are going to be selected. Yep. So I have 4,300. So similar vein, but, uh, you know, cheap goaltender 4,300 for Adrian. He was my other option. He was the yep. only other one I considered. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, West Ham on the road is actually where you, when you want a West Ham goalkeeper, apparently. right? Right. So, you know, we'll give that a shot. And then, uh, you know, a guy who's been scoring a lot of points, even though he's not that expensive. I don't love the matchup at home to Manchester United, but Brandon Galloway has been, Mm. you know, he's been scoring a decent amount of points. at. Yeah, Brendan Galloway. Excuse me. Uh, I thought about that. That's a good call. 3,600 is a good price. And then 100 bucks more. I'm believing in the talent more than the matchup here. But Ryan Bertrand, I think, is eventually going to come out of that shell and maybe, you know show some of that top defender form that he was showing last season. So even against Leicester, huh? I did. Okay. I did. Southampton at home, they have a tendency of surprising people. Uh, And again, not a lot of people are going to be picking him. And he's a very talented player. I like that combination in a tournament style.
1: He's 600 bucks less than Cedric, who probably would be the higher owned of the two. Correct.
2: Correct. And and again, I would rather have the volatility that not a lot of people are going to own this guy. Yeah, that's fair. No, just... That, that's my strategy, but uh, I've, I've only selected two midfielders. I thought about using my uh, midfielder in the flex, but uh, Willian at 6,100 is a must play. Uh, it's a good matchup, and you know he's going to do something. You know He's going to be involved. So uh, he at 6,100, and then we talked about it before, Kevin De Bruyne at 8,000. I know he's going to be wildly owned, but uh, I think the matchup's too good. It might be one of those situations where you have to get those massive amount of points because you might be too far, in, too far behind the eight ball if you don't have them.
1: Yep. That makes, makes sense. I mean, that's basically what happened to Aguero just before the break. When he had those five goals. Yep. After I said he might not play 90. So I was going to possibly stay away. Um, I have the same midfield, which worries me,
2: which makes you really uncomfortable about it. (laughs) Um, I have 1800
1: bucks left over actually, um, because I went so cheap on my defense and I might, have to now change Willian, because now that you've selected him, he'll probably go with Oscar and Pedro. Um, so thank you for that. And I'll have to get a guy like Santi Cazorla at 7,800. <laughs> yeah, okay. I agree with everything you said about those two guys. You know, I agree with obviously, so.
2: All right, let's keep the good times rolling. Who are your followers?
1: <laughs> I went with uh, 6,500 Wilfried Bonnie, who I think will actually be higher owned than De Bruyne, because 6,500 for... A starting striker at Manchester City, in home against matchup. Burnmouth. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if that line had said Mike Gottlieb, I would probably just select it because you you need that you need a striker for Man City in that matchup at that price.
2: No one, no one, no one needs me. I'll tell you that much.
1: <laughs> um, I paid ninety four hundred for Graziano Pele, who or I said did. earlier I think has the best matchup from that game, which I think has plenty of goals in it, and then. I wanted exposure to the Arsenal game but I am worried that uh, Alexis may not start or play 90 because of this hip thing and so I paid 8200 for Theo Walcott who has been awesome lately.
2: I also paid 8200 for Theo Walcott mm-hmm. and I also paid 6500 yeah. for Wilford Boney. Yep. I also paid money for a Southampton forward but it was Sadio Mane, Mane and yeah. not Graziano Pellè. Okay. Uh, Sadio Mane is just the offense runs through him yeah, he's he's always around the ball when good things happen
0: yeah his last I mean, three
2: games
1: 26 23 and 15 points that's recent die, to...
2: dominant yep and are not exactly a, 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 a you know a brick and mortar defense you yeah. know
1: the two of them have been great which is why Southampton's, you know been playing well recently so yeah yeah I like it so you didn't go with Sacco after all that
2: no after all that hype I did not okay but I thought about it I mm. definitely thought about it but you know I think and and uh, for me uh, again you know I like some volatility I know I didn't make I I the only volatile player I think I have that's uh, you know a non defender and goalkeeper is probably Sadio Mane I don't think he's going to be widely owned I think he'll be owned but I don't think I think Pele will be owned more more
1: yeah I think that's fair um do you like Solomon Rondón if he plays home against Sunderland or did I convince you that Big Sam might try to lock it down? They both
2: managers are going to lock it down. Who locks yeah. it down harder? That's <laughs> it's the All question. Right. And you know, if you knew the answer to that, then you know you'd know what exactly what to do. That's why you. That's why they play the games. So, you know, for me, you know, for, for me again, th- those two teams, especially with those with those managers now, they're about the same. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, I
1: think. You'll get a little more offensive upside from the Sunderland fullbacks, though. Mm.
2: Well, Maybe. on that note, we are running over time, so we have to end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We can talk about this all day, so follow us on Twitter. I am at sports by Gotti, G-O-T-T-I, and he is at Rotowire Andrew. Tweet us with any questions that you have. Uh, we will answer them on the podcast if they're timed appropriately, or we'll just reply to you because we're that awesome. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week on the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Thanks, Andrew. Best of luck, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com/soccer.